of the 31,102 verses in all the Bible, there's one verse that is arguably the most well-known, the most quoted, most memorized than any other. Can you guess what that verse is this morning? Yeah, John 3, 16. I mean, whether or not you've been in church your whole life or um, if you've never been in church before, you have likely heard or seen John 3, 16 somewhere. What I want you to know today is that within John 3, 16 contains the greatest news, the greatest message anybody could ever hear or receive. And what I want to share with you specifically this morning on this Christmas Eve Sunday is a message of God's news about great love. When we talk about love today, there are many different things that come to mind, aren't there? Our love for food, our love for each other, our love for the Cowboys, at least when they're winning, right? But God's love is different than that kind of love. God's love far exceeds any human comprehension. His love reaches far deeper. His love reaches far wider. And his love has no limits. So as we prepare for Christmas Day tomorrow, I want to remind us today why it is that Jesus came. And he came because God loved the world and he demonstrated his love through giving. I mean, isn't that what we do at Christmas? Isn't that part of what Christmas is all about? We, we give gifts, why? To tangibly demonstrate our love for each other. God tangibly demonstrated his love for us to the world by giving his one and only son, Jesus, and offering salvation, listen to this, to everyone who would believe. Now, there's a question I want us to think about together this morning as we think about Christmas, and it's simply this, how has God demonstrated his love to the world? If we say that he has loved us, how has he loved us? I want to read together, once again, John 3.16, and I want to talk through two specific answers to that question. John 3.16, if you have your Bible, I hope you're there, but if not, it'll be on the screen for you. It says this, for God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. First thing I want you to know, God gave his one and only son. God gave. And this is really a demonstration of of the depth of God's love, just how deep his love goes. If you recall, if you've been with us, we began the Advent season back in Genesis chapter 3, where in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve consciously rebelled against God. That's what sin is. It's conscious rebellion against God, and it brought about the curse of sin, and as a result, it led mankind to being separated from God. Where perfect union once was experienced in the garden with God, sin now separates mankind from a holy perfect God. And friends, this is a massive problem. Adam and Eve were given everything they needed in order to to flourish in life. They were given God's presence. They were given God's provision. And ultimately, they were given God's promise of life. But they consciously rejected God. They, They falsely believed that there was something better than God himself. And unfortunately, That's a lie that is still being believed in our world today. That many are still rejecting God, believing that there is something far better that we can attain in this world than God's presence. 
But can I just tell you this morning with great confidence that there is nothing better out there. I can tell you that nothing that this world offers you is better than having a personal relationship with God himself through his son, Jesus Christ. And what we've got to come to grips with today and acknowledge today is that our sin is a problem. That our sin is what separates us from God. And we begin to see a clearer picture of how great God's love is towards us when we recognize just how great of sinners we are. You know, we tend to think about love from our human perspective as finite humans, and it doesn't take much to see that, that our love has limits, doesn't it? Like, our love has, has boundaries. Like, there comes a point where people that we love that we're in relationship with, that they'll cross a line with us that causes us to, to put up a wall, that causes us to put up a barrier, that causes us to harbor bitterness and anger, and it results in unforgiveness in our hearts. That's human love. Our love is circumstantial, isn't it? It changes, it, it fluctuates. One day I'll love you more than maybe I loved you another day. But God's love is not that way. God's love is limitless. That's the depth of his love. How do we know this? Because the depth of God's love is demonstrated through the giving of his one and only son. Think about this with me. Who was it in the garden that messed up? Was it God or was it man? Man messed up. We messed up. It wasn't God. Man sinned against holy God. God didn't do anything against man. So my question is, if we are the offending party to God, shouldn't we be the ones that make it right with God? Here's the deal. We can't make it right. We don't have that ability. We can't make things right with God. God is holy. God is perfect. And what he requires is perfection. Which is a problem because we could not possibly ever in our lifetime, do enough good things to cover up our bad in order for God to welcome us back. Now, I want to be clear this morning. Like, you do understand that, right? That you're good. You may think this morning that you are a good person. You need to know this morning, your good deeds will never outweigh your bad. You cannot do enough good things to get back into good favor with God. Attending church twice a year at Christmas and Easter isn't going to impress God at all. Giving money to charity or helping feed the hungry is not going to cancel the record of debt that's against you because of your sin. God keeps receipts. So it begs the question, how then can we be reconciled to a holy God? How can our relationship with God be restored? If there's nothing we can do to fix it, then what on earth, what hope is there for us? We couldn't do anything, but God did do something. God took the initiative. He provided a way for our record of sin to be completely erased, wiped out. And for our relationship with God to be restored and in order for us to have eternal life, God acted. God is the initiator. He sent his one and only son, Jesus. He knew we couldn't save ourselves. He knew we don't have the ability to reverse sin's dreaded curse. So 
God gave. He gave. He initiated. Operation Save Mankind was set into motion, and the birth of Jesus was just the beginning of that plan. God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to the earth for this purpose. We see this in Scripture, for the purpose of saving his people from what? From their sin. Guys, there wasn't another way. If there was another way, he would have done it. There's not a plan B. This is the plan. All roads, listen to me, because the world tells you this, all roads do not lead to heaven. God's plan to save mankind from sin is through Jesus Christ himself, period. And this reality, honestly, should bring about within us a great sense of joy, a great sense of awe, a great sense of wonder this season. Jesus being born is about so much more than a a cuddly baby in a manger. The birth of Jesus ushers in the birth of the Savior, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He was born to die. Behind me, you see a stained glass red cross that reminds us of the shed blood of Jesus. It would take the shedding of innocent blood. A perfect sacrifice was needed to atone for our sin, to make payment for our sin. Victory over sin, victory over death comes through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus alone. Look, Easter's coming. It's just around the corner. But without the birth of Jesus, there is no death. And if there is no death, then there is no resurrection. If there is no resurrection, then there is no ascension. And if there is no ascension, then there is no coming again when Jesus will make all things new. So God loved the world in this way. He gave. That's the depth of God's love. That's the demonstration of God's love. And you heard Matt read this earlier in Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrated his own love for us. Get this, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is love. Now I want you to know this morning, I love each and every one of you in this room today. But I just need to tell you, I'm not willing to give up any of my children for you. My love has limits. My love has exceptions. However, God's love knows no limits, has no bounds, and that's proven in the sending of his one and only son, Jesus. But there's a second demonstration of God's love that we see in John 3, 16, and it's this, that God offers salvation to everyone who believes in Jesus. He gave, but he also offers you something the gift of salvation. Now, this is how wide God's love reaches. Every sinner, listen, every sinner who will repent and turn from their sin, the promise is this, that he will forgive your sin. He will save you and he will make you brand new. But God's offer of salvation is to some who believe. No, is to everyone who believes. There are no conditions to everyone. It's available to all. The condition is this, who believes in Jesus? That's the condition. I have people tell me all the time that they didn't think that God could love them or that there's no way that God could possibly forgive them of all the bad stuff they've done in their life. Like they don't think that God would welcome them and they wouldn't dare darken the doors of a church because heaven forbid 
the steely might cave in. But I just want you to know this, friends. If you're in the room today, I, I'm so glad that you're here to, to hear this message because you need to know that God loves you. He loves you. I usually need to look around. You need to know this, that this room is full of people that God has forgiven much. Hey, anybody in the room want to testify to that? Like, have you been forgiven a much by God today? And it's because we are sinners that God in his love, God in his grace, God in his mercy sent Jesus to save us from our sinfulness and to give us brand new life. We may be great sinners, but Jesus is a far greater savior. Our sin may be great, but his grace is far greater. You cannot out the love of God, but you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in order to receive forgiveness of your sin. His love is not limited by age, by race, gender, economic status, or any other category you wanna think of. Salvation is offered to all, every single person. And here's the thing, guys, not one of us deserves it. You do not deserve God's love, his grace, his mercy, or his gift of eternal life. What we do deserve is death. What we deserve is eternal separation from God. What we deserve is not God sending Jesus to rescue us, but rather God pouring out his full judgment and wrath upon us. That's what you and I deserve. But, this is the good news, but what he offers instead is the good news of great joy that will be for all people, the gift of salvation, which means God sent Jesus to this earth, born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit, and he grew up and he lived a perfect life on this earth, something that you and I could not do. Then he willingly and obediently went to the cross of Calvary where he gave his life by being crucified and shed his blood. This act of love served as payment for sin for everyone who would believe. Believe in what? Like, what does it mean to believe in Jesus? It means to trust fully the finished work of Jesus Christ on that cross. That three days later, Jesus physically rose from the grave. He appeared to hundreds of people and then he ascended into heaven where right now he is seated at the right hand of the Father and a moment is coming when the Father will say, Son, go get my children. And when Jesus returns again, it won't be as a lowly baby, but he will come as a conquering king. And King Jesus will bring with him final judgment and he will make all things new and those that have trusted in Christ for salvation will enjoy the eternal presence of God himself just as it was in the garden in the very beginning, only better. This, this is what Christmas is all about. Presents are wonderful. They're great to receive. Decorations and lights are so beautiful to look at and create some great lasting memories. But more than all that, listen to me, we're almost done. Christmas is all about God demonstrating or showing his love to the world by sending his one and only son so that whoever would believe in him might have eternal life. So I'll close with this question to you today. 
Will you accept this free gift of salvation being offered to you by Jesus or will you reject it? What I want to do this morning is I want to extend an invitation to you this morning to respond by faith to Jesus. And here's how I want to do this this morning. On your way in, I hope you were given a Sunday morning handout. And if you weren't, we're going to put this on the screen. There's going to be a QR code on the screen for you as well. But on your handout, I'm going to ask everybody, if you would, to take out that handout right now. Take out the handout. Take out your phone. That's something you won't hear a preacher say very often. Take that handout. Take out your cell phone. I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask everybody in the room to scan that QR code that's on that paper. Scan the QR code that's on this screen. And if today, a couple ways I'm going to ask you to respond. If today you say, I've never trusted in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Today, I want to receive that free gift of salvation. I'm going to ask you, there's a, there's a place on that card when you scan it um, to make a decision. And it's going to prompt you to put your name um, and you can check whether or not you're making a first-time decision for Christ or you need to follow up in believer's baptism. I'm going to ask you to do that this morning. When you do that, we're, our staff will immediately get those responses today. We just want to follow up with you this week and just walk with you and how you can make that next step of faith in your relationship with Christ. But also, guys, as you scan that card, there's also a place for you to put a prayer request. And if this morning, if there's anything going on in your life that I can pray for, one of the gifts I wanna give you this Christmas is the gift of prayer. If you would scan that QR code, click on prayer, and you fill out that prayer request, I commit to you this Christmas season to pray for you specifically, to call out by name, your request to the Lord. Pray for that specifically. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you time to fill out those QR codes. I'm just going to ask you just to pray, just ask the Holy Spirit, to ask the Holy Spirit what it is, what it is that, that you're asking from me this morning. Our worship team is going to have a song. They're going to sing over us this morning. I just want to give you time to respond today. Whatever it is the Lord's laid on your heart, scan that QR code, fill out that Connect card this morning. Let's take some time to sing and worship, and then we'll get ready to close our service out this morning.